Welcome to Sermon Underwear, a podcast where we look at the stories, situations, and conversations that lead up to the sermons that are preached here at First Lutheran. This is Pastor Brian. This is Father Tom. And this is Pastor Perry. And we are continuing now. We're looking at a third week in a five-week series of the book of Job. Here we are in chapter 14. We'll pick up a little bit of chapter 19 too and a verse from the Gospel of John. Job 14, starting at the seventh verse. For there is hope for a tree, if it is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its shoots will not cease. Though its roots grow old in the earth, and its stump dies in the ground, yet at the scent of water it will bud and put forth branches like a young plant. But mortals die, and are laid low. Humans expire, and where are they? As waters fail from a lake, and a river wastes away and dries up, so mortals lie down and do not rise again until the heavens are no more. They will not awake or be roused out of their sleep. Oh, that you would hide me in Sheol, that you would conceal me until your wrath is past, that you would appoint me a set time and remember me. If mortals die, will they live again? All the days of my service, I would wait until my release should come. You would call and I would answer you. You would long for the work of your hands. This uh, section is Job chapter 19, verses 23 through 27. Oh, that my words were written down. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and with lead, they were engraved on a rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, and in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see on my side, and my eyes shall behold and not another. My heart faints within me. And then our corresponding gospel lesson for uh, Sunday is John chapter 12, verse 24. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. All right, so we've got Job, and uh, if I was to summarize these verses, or as I'm, as I've, pondered over them now for a few uh, days or hours in the day. Um, the, first, the first section I see is that, that Job is like uh, losing hope. Um, there is no hope for me. Uh, if I were a tree and I was cut down, uh, there would be hope that a sprout would come out of my roots and that some new life would come out of me and there would be some hope. Uh, and, and in a surprising little analogy or a story, um, I've got last fall, we, we uh, did some landscaping and we cut down some trees. And if you picture this water pitcher as a chunk of the tree, so it was cut out. So it's just a piece of log and it's been sitting on the ground and I've been using it as a, as a chopping block to chop up 
sticks into smaller pieces, there's, there's a sprout, there's, a, there's a, a branch starting to grow out of that trunk that has no roots um, and has no leaves on the top. And it's just this chunk of the trunk. Um, obviously there is either enough moisture in the trunk itself or it's somehow picking it up out of the ground, but it is bringing forth new life with nothing there. Uh, it seems like there should be no way that any green would be growing on it. Uh, so Job is saying, trees, they can reproduce and they can start bringing new life after they die, but humans, no, we're done. Once we're dead, we're gone, and there is no hope for my life. I, you know, my life is in utter despair. Uh, and he's, again, talking to his friends, and they're having these arguments or discussions or eloquent statements at each other. Um, and then it's Job's turn again when he hits uh, chapter 19. And it seems like he has a, a bit of a glimmer of hope. And that glimmer of hope is that, you know, even when I die or when I die, there is hope for me because even though my skin is wasted away and my body is gone, I know that my Redeemer lives and one day again, I will see him in my flesh. At least that's how I'm reading that. So he's looking at that eschatological hope, that hope uh, for the resurrection way down the road. Uh, even if I have no hope today and I have no hope for anything good, at least I can cling to that tiny little sprout that will make me feel a little bit better today. And then we go to that gospel lesson. And, you know, if, if, I, was a, if I was a seed, if I was wheat or corn, you know, I think I, think I would gladly um, at some point be happy about my seed going into the ground, giving up my life so that there could be 300 or 500 more kernels of corn that come out of me. And we see this bountiful harvest because of the seed that was planted in my death. But as I look at humans, we die and there isn't more that comes out of us. Um, we're, in a sense, just dead. Uh, a seed goes on to produce more. So to be honest, I struggle with this every time that I need to deal with it, especially, you know, a lot of times we look at this uh, at funeral services. And so many times I have, a, I have a roadblock in my mind as to how to, how to actually preach, preach that seed text. All right, so kind of laid it out there. Hope, no hope. What do we got? What do we get? Why do we keep going on in our lives? Perry, you're if you if the audience will entertain another tree story, your tree story made me inspired me and made me think of another tree story. Um, <laughs> I went to uh, the University of Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls, and in Cedar Falls. Uh, there was an eccentric professor uh, who was an arborist, and he fused together four separate trees. And so they it was so. What happened was when they reached adulthood, 
these four trunks sort of came together and formed like a like an arbor of, of sorts and it was it was like it was crazy it was it was this famous sort of uh uh rubbernecking attraction that when you were on the street you'd say oh there's the tree and you'd always you know show show it off when people are in town and then one one occasion some historic straight line winds came through cedar falls and destroyed a lot of things and one of the casualties was this tree or so they thought so they had to cut off like the the top part of the tree so all that remained were these four trunks that were fused into one and they didn't know if it was going to live or not and what happened was this very preposterous like little branch developed and it looked like i don't know it kind of looked like a, a really like a bodybuilder with a little ponytail on top or something <laughs> like that and what that makes me think of you know humans have a lot of pride and humans have um a lot of expectations um but that tree that tree didn't refuse life even though it wasn't going to be like the life it had it accepted life from god because it's a tree of course but I just think about so many times when we lose things, do we accept life on life's terms? Do we accept life as the way God gives us? Would we, if we were that tree, would we just say, take me down? I don't want to be, I don't want to look so silly. Or would we, would we be as brave as the tree to accept life? Um, And I just think about that with Job, you know, Job, I think Job's, imagination for what life can look like after all this stuff has happened. I I try really hard not to push Job too fast because I know that he's had a lot happen to him, but I just think about that, at least in my life, where if something doesn't go the way I want it to, I just think, well, I guess that's it. <sighs> Might as well, you know, move to the monastery or something. That's all, you know, <laughs> and, um, and I just, and that's, that's the tree story I thought of. It's a good one. It reminds me of a another tree story. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll be real brief in it. Um, my grandfather, who who I never uh, knew, um, he had passed away a couple years before I was born, uh, but he had bought this new farm, and on the farm he had planted an apple tree, and then he had um, grafted on different apples. So as I was a kid, we would go over and pick the tree that grandpa had made uh, and pick different kinds of apples off that one, one tree. We'll see if I can blend that into the sermon. Well, uh, I I have no tree stories to add to the cause here. Um, What? I was, (laughs) you know, I was just thinking here I had my opportunity and that uh, we had hit what looked like a dead end on on the road. And I thought, gee, that sounds like the perfect opportunity for a rabbit trail. (laughs) Um, I was, I think you're you're spot on in saying there's a turn here with Joe. We get a little spotlight of hope in this. This is a kind of a pivot point in the middle of the story where he's come to a point of, a kind of death, you might say. He hasn't literally died at this point, but 
he has lost everything. Uh, he has said he, he curses the day that he was born. He wishes that there were uh, nothing you know, left of his life at this point. And he's come to the point where his friends have given him all variety of options to consider. Gee, Job, if you had done this, or have you ever thought about this? And they've run him through this laundry list of things to do. And Job's arrived at a conclusion, at least in this particular chapter, that there is not anything that he can do. Uh, and so, again, that is a, a kind of death, a, a death of expectations and understandings of what it was to live. Um, and so he comes to this conclusion that finally, nobody's, I am not like a tree. You know, when I get cut down, I'm not going to sprout up one day. I'm more like a river. Uh, I don't have any river stories to tell either. But uh, he, he says, I'm like a river. I'm dried up and uh, I'm not coming back unless somebody does something about it. And the somebody, he says, it's God. You know, uh, this may happen to me, but I will get a response from God and I will have a vindicator uh, is the word there are, or redeemer in this translation. Um, he doesn't know the Christ that we know at this point in, in the relationship with God. But Job does understand that in order to confront God with this, the only way he's going to be able to do so is to have someone or a something, a word, a promise that will stand up to uh, what he has once again in our verses for this week tacked on to as, as God's responsible. So he says, the only way I can react to what has happened or what God has allowed to happen, however you want to look at it, is to have God speak back to God on my behalf. I need an intermediary, a redeemer, a vindicator. Um, so there's, there's a a death, yes, that is happening here. And I think the other place that tied in for me when you brought up about at funerals that this is tough to talk about, yet at the same time, we, we use the same language, at least in the Lutheran liturgy, uh, at baptisms that we do at funerals. And it's somewhat been scrubbed now from our liturgy, but in some of the old liturgies, there was the talk of, in our baptism, we are bound to Christ's death and his resurrection. So there's a death that happens in there of what we would call the old self or the self-interested self, which we talked a lot about in this last podcast that we had um, just last week. We were saying Job has, somebody was saying Job has turned inward on himself. And so we might fairly say that Job is in a process of that part of himself dying and his world being opened up in a new way that goes way beyond there, there might be your tie into John's gospel goes way beyond what he was looking at or the life that he saw within himself before. That's, that's a, that's a great place to, to go with it because right. Not all deaths are a physical death. And so that, that death in baptism opens us up to new life into those new things that God may be going to do to us and for us and through us and there becomes that ear of corn that has all of these amazing things that can happen because that old self in us was put to death and this is maybe where job is at today uh, he's finally giving up that yes my old life is dead and gone i now have to look at my new life and if my new life gives me nothing i still know that i have my redeemer 
and that Redeemer uh, will see me through in the end, even if I get no more in this life. But that's but that turn is now now he's and I haven't I I started reading through uh, Job uh, again uh, today, but didn't get it all the way read through. I got up to this point uh, where we're at, but uh, need to finish that off to to experience that turn for myself. Um, but if he is turning, then he is looking at what I would call when I talk to people who have lost is reconstructing their lives and to see where it is that God is creating something new that you can, um, that God can use you or that you uh, can, can find new life and hope in. One of the things I think is how Job, I think, is looking for meaning on all this and the, the sort of the great vacuum of, of meaning or the, or the center of meaninglessness is death. And I think about, you know, if this seed falling to the ground is, you know, if that's death, um, you know, it's God who, uh, you know, in some ways it's, it's pointing towards resurrection, how resurrection brings meaning to death. And I think that, you know, when, when a seed falls into the ground, you know, it, turns into a seed you know there's there's new life there's there's resurrection i think um you know job i don't think job had a robust <laughs> theology of resurrection but i think one of the things that we christians can look at this is you know there's um you know he's craving meaning and seeing a lot of meaninglessness in his situation and um what we have in resurrection is uh the you know, the death has meaning now. Yeah, this is kind of getting ahead towards the end of Job. And there, you're right, there's not really a resurrection theology developed here. What they would have had, you know, if you go back to look at, say, Genesis chapter one, um, and this is what, what God pulls into the conversation towards the end of Job, is God creates out of nothing. And Job would have known that story, a God who can create order out of chaos or bring us something out of nothing. Um, and so that's where I, I wonder at this point if perhaps this is maybe what, you know, not knowing Christ himself, perhaps this is what Job was drawing on in these words here that he says, write this down or write these things in stone as uh, my life has come to nothing, but I believe that my God can create out of nothing and I will have an answer from him. I like that. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> Good. That's just that's a that was a worthwhile rabbit trail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was Father's Father Tom's on uh death and that and that new life. You know, if we hold on to this seed which is us, we don't get to experience that unbelievable abundant life of the the next life that life in heaven with with god which um might be similar to going from a single kernel to a full ear of corn when you're feeling like you are out of hope where do you go to find hope
how do you find a way to see some hope in your life if it feels like it has gone away? My question would be, his uh, spiritual legacy do you think of when you are when you look back on your on, in, on your life and faith you know who's who's um who who is who is a person who's no longer here um whose life has made an impact on you this one isn't deep at all or or maybe it is maybe this is one of those questions that reads you <laughs> but uh how are you enjoying the book of job <laughs> awesome <laughs>